Hello, welcome to Christ-Centered Meditation. This is episode number nine. My name is Andrea. This is a space for people who are looking for guided meditation on the word and love of Jesus Christ. We live in a fast-paced world, and setting aside time to dwell in the presence of the Lord strengthens our faith and confidence in Christ and simultaneously weakens the powers and principalities of darkness. This is a 10-15 to minute meditation that you can do absolutely anywhere. I purposefully leave some spaces silent, so do not check your recording or worry that the podcast stopped playing somehow. That silence is purposeful so that you can speak with God or hear from God, whichever is more pertinent. Let's begin with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are a good God. As I pause, as we pause, to just connect with you, to just lift up your name, I ask that you would be present here. That in this moment, you would dwell with us, you would sit with us, you would speak to us, you would let us know you more. God, reaching up to divinity is a lofty expectation. The fact that we can even believe, that we can even suggest that you would commune with us is beyond comprehension. But God, you love us. You love us individually and intimately and so powerfully. And so, Lord, I thank you for that. And I ask now that you would be with us, be with me as I read these words. They are your words. And I ask that you would be with the hearers wherever they may be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Today I'll be reading from Romans chapter 2 in the New King James Version. Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and long-suffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek. But glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek." 
for there is no partiality with God. For as many have sinned without law will also perish without law. And as many of and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day that God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. So much was said in there. Let me pause. Let me pause to bring your mind back. Maybe it started to wander. Maybe it was perplexed by some of the things that were said, or maybe encouraged or discouraged. Sometimes it's hard to hear about the law, right? It's hard to hear about judgment. It's hard to hear about the hard things of the gospel because the gospel is supposed to be good news, right? And it is. It's the best news. But I think that it's beautiful that Paul here, the author of Romans, is able to talk about the law and the love. He's able to talk about the fact that God has no partiality, the fact that God God sees us for who and what we are. And yet, he made a way out when we fall and fall and make mistakes. He made a way, a new lineage even, a new lineage for us to become a part of through his son. Belief in his son gives us grace and it gives us power power to live in the law, but also above the law. Because the law, we find in other places in scripture, is a schoolmaster, is a teacher. Is the law good? Absolutely. Should the law be followed? Sure. But it's not us who will do the checking off of boxes. It's not us that will be able to get things all put away and cleaned up and perfected in our life. It's Christ and it's Christ alone. And the moment that we think we can look at the law and complete it on our own, we have fallen short in that moment. So I want to read part of this again and where the judgment of God stands out, I want you to remember that that judgment is true, yes, but that the judgment comes from a father who has given a son 
in order for us to be on the, the redeeming side of that judgment. Romans 2, verse 1. Therefore you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know that the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, that you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leads you to repentance? Oh, pausing here, what a great reminder that we don't have to do the judging. We do not have to determine people's goodness or unrighteousness. For that's God's job. And how can we ever hold ourselves above anyone else when it's only God that works in us, that makes us anything worthwhile? Verse 5. But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God who will render to each one according to his deeds eternal life to those who by patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality, but to those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek." but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good, to the Jew first and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law, and as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these, although not having the law, are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel." Romans chapter 2, continuing in verse 17. Indeed, you are called a Jew and rest on the law and make your boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are excellent, being instructed out of the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of babes, having the form of knowledge and truth in the law. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you not steal? 
You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written. Pausing here to let some of that sink in. Where do you stand today? Where do you stand with God? Is there something God is asking you to walk away from? Is there something God is asking you to walk toward? Is there a door he is opening or one that he is closing? Can you hear his still small voice speaking through his Holy Spirit to your heart? Verse 25, for circumcision is indeed profitable if you keep the law. But if you are a lawbreaker, if you are a breaker of the law, your circumcision has become uncircumcision. Therefore, if an uncircumcised man keeps the righteous requirements of the law, will not his uncircumcision be counted as circumcision? And will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, judge you, who even with your written code of and circumcision are a transgressor of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is an outward of in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit not in the letter, whose praise is not from men, but from God. I want you to take a deep breath in that, breathing in through the nose and out through the nose becoming aware of the breath that God put in you, becoming aware of the place you are sitting. And as that still small voice teaches you and speaks to you, I want to read this again. Verse 27. And will not the physically uncircumcised, if he fulfills the law, Judge you, who even with your written code and circumcision are a transgressor of the law. For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart, in the spirit, not in the letter, whose praise is not for men but from God.